Module three, lesson three. Flavor is information. In the previous lesson, we learned how sugar addiction is unlikely, but addiction to highly palatable processed foods is very likely. The question is why. And to answer that question, this lesson is a bit of an ancient history slash evolutionary biology lesson. You ready? Think back to ten thousand years ago, and an ancient environment where humans had to hunt and gather their food. There were no supermarkets. There were no shops. There was certainly no fast food. Instead, our ancestors were constantly at risk of starvation, and they had to constantly forage for food. With no wrappers, brand labels, or nutrition information labels, how did our ancestors know what was nutritious food and what wasn't? The answer is their senses. If you look at a human face, you'll see eyes. A nose and a mouth, all at the front of their face, pointing forward. This may seem unremarkable to you, but it's important. They all evolved to be positioned in that way to facilitate our unique feeding process. Different animals that have different feeding processes have their eyes, noses, and mouths in different places, but ours all facing forward because we see something. We pick it up, we smell it, then we taste it. All of which provides us with information about the nutritional value of the food. So, color is information, smell is information, flavor is information. All helping us to decide whether this is something worth discarding, eating, or overeating. Those three options are important, so keep them at the front of your mind as we continue. So now let's imagine we travel back in time ten thousand years ago, and we put you in that environment—an environment where you have to hunt and gather your food. You're walking through the forest, foraging for food, and you see something that could be edible. It's brown, round, and lumpy. So it could be food, or it could be something else. So you pick it up and you smell it. Instantly, you smell shit—that all too familiar yet disgusting smell that repulses you and even makes you feel sick. Before even tasting this potential food, you might even gag, which I know I do when I smell shit. And that bad smell, that repulsive smell, that smell is information. It is tiny particles of shit going into your nose, which your nose then senses, sending a message to your brain saying, "This is shit." Your brain knows that shit is nutritionally devoid. More than that, your brain knows that shit carries potentially harmful substances such as viruses and bacteria, and that's why we have such a powerful repulsion to the smell of shit. It is anti-nutrition. The Opposite of nutrition, something that harms us instead of fuels us. Now we haven't even got to tasting the piece of shit yet. 
our nose, in combination with our brain, like a kind of duo of nutritional doormen, have prevented the shit from entering our mouths based on the information it already has. This is shit. You don't need to taste it because you already know it's nutritionally devoid. However, just for fun, imagine putting that shit in your mouth and chewing on it, sucking on it, swallowing it. Is the flavour palatable? No. Is the flavour rewarding? No. Are you motivated to pick up more of the shit and eat more of the shit? No. Because the flavour, texture and palatability of shit tells us that it is nutritionally devoid. This is why when someone cooks something disgusting, we say it tastes like shit, because shit has the lowest possible nutritional value and therefore has the lowest possible palatability. What you've just learned is the relationship between nutritional value and palatability. Shit is nutritionally devoid and therefore unpalatable. But now let's imagine that you're foraging and you see some fruit on the ground. You pick it up and you smell it and it smells safe. It smells sweet and okay. It passes the nutritional dormant duo test of your nose communicating with your brain. So you confidently put some in your mouth and you taste it. Instantly, you get sweetness. You get pleasant, palatable flavours as you chew on and taste this fruit. Remember, flavour is information. And the information that is being sent to your brain is that this food contains sugar and various micronutrients, which are all very nutritious and good for you. Your brain rewards you for eating this life-saving, starvation-avoiding, nutritionally valuable food. And that reward motivates you to pick up more fruit and eat more fruit to nourish yourself as best as you can whilst you have access to it. So we've made the move from shit, something low in nutritional value and therefore low in palatability, to fruit, something higher in nutritional value and therefore higher in palatability. The increase in palatability then impacts how much we eat. Shit, none. Fruit, quite a bit. Palatability drives eating. Okay, now let's imagine that you're foraging and you stumble across some pizza. You're going to have to suspend your disbelief for a minute and pretend that you could find pizza in an ancient environment. What happens next? Well, you smell it and it smells amazing. You taste it and it tastes mind-blowing. You see, the flavours are information that this particular food contains fats, sugars, proteins, salt, basically all the life-saving, starvation-avoiding nutrients you need to survive in this ancient environment. Pizza is super nutrition. So your brain doesn't just reward you for eating it. It switches off your satiety, the sensation of fullness, to motivate you to overeat it, to ingest as many of those precious, life-saving, nutritionally gold calories of pizza as you can, while you can. Now, you're just eating, but in the modern world, we'd call this behaviour eating addiction. 
when actually your uncontrolled eating behaviour makes perfect sense in an ancient calorie-scarce environment. Being compelled to overeat a rare, highly nutritious food protects you from starvation. So what we call eating addiction is really an ancient anti-starvation mechanism triggered by a combination of calorie restriction, dieting, and highly palatable food. Okay team, a lot to get through in this lesson, but to really simplify, flavor is information. When something tastes bad, it is information to your brain that it is low in nutritional value. When something tastes okay, it is information to your brain that it's moderately nutritional value. When it tastes amazing, it is information to your brain that it is high nutritional value. Okay, you've got to think from an ancient environment, not a modern environment. In an ancient environment, pizza, chips, crisps, cake, biscuits, these would have been the super nutritious foods that would have saved you from starvation. So the higher the palatability of the food we eat, the more motivated we are to overeat it. And in a modern environment, we look at that behavior and we say, ah, they're addicted to sugar, but it's not sugar that this person is addicted to. It is highly palatable food because palatability is information to the brain that this is super nutrition.